with God, and that is through the Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest gift ever given. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd like you to open up to, oh, the little, the little babies can go. Not the older kids, but the toddler class and nursery can go out if they'd like. Thank you, sweetheart. The older children can stay and hear the Christmas story. If you have your Bibles, open up to Luke chapter 2. Question, what makes Christmas time the most wonderful time of the year? Why do more people on this planet celebrate this day more than any other day? What is so special about the birth of this baby in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago that fills us with such great joy? Think about it. He was the only baby ever born to a virgin. He was the only baby conceived by the work of the Holy Spirit. He was the only baby ever born without a sin nature and who never sinned. He was the only baby ever born who was God, the Son of God. He was the only baby ever born to be the sacrifice and Savior for all of those who put their faith and trust in Him. He was the only baby ever born who through his perfect life, substitutionary death, and resurrection from the dead would conquer sin, Satan, and death itself. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Not only eternal life, but eternal life with him. Jesus is the greatest gift ever given. This is what fills us with such great joy that unto us was born that day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I want to look just briefly at Luke's account of the events surrounding that most unique and important birth of a baby. And in doing so, we will see the place of Jesus' birth, the humility of Jesus' birth, the announcement of Jesus' birth, and the response to Jesus' birth. Please stand, if you can, for the reading of the first part of our text. I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. May God bless the reading of his word to us. You may be seated. 
We start here with the place of Jesus' birth. As we know, hundreds of years prior to that day, God had told the Jews that their Messiah would be born of a virgin and would be born in the city of David, in Bethlehem. But Joseph and Mary lived in Nazareth, which was a four to five day journey away from Bethlehem. Now, ordinarily, a woman who is nine months pregnant and about to give birth to her first child would not agree to leave her house, her family, and her friends to take a trip to a small village where she had nowhere to stay. But that is exactly what Mary and Joseph had to do in response to the royal decree from Caesar Augustus, the emperor of the Roman Empire. God used him to fulfill his plan for the birth of our Savior. Jesus would indeed be born in Bethlehem, and he would be born in the most humble of surroundings. When Mary and Joseph arrive in Bethlehem, there was no one there to receive them. In fact, there was no room for them in the inn. So they were sent to the stable. Thus, Jesus did not receive the royal welcome that he deserved. Instead, he was born in very humble circumstances and surroundings. This is truly astounding when we think about it. This baby born to Mary, is the only begotten Son of God. He is God Himself, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the Creator of heaven and earth, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. This baby is the second person of the Trinity. He is the radiance of the Father's glory and the exact representation of His nature. He is the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful, all-glorious Son of God. Now born as a helpless human baby. His glory veiled in human form and flesh. What amazing love and grace that our Creator would humble Himself and become one of us in order to become our Savior. How amazing. The humility of Jesus' birth was only the beginning. It became the pattern for His life as well. And eventually, Jesus would humble Himself to the point of death, even death on a cross, to pay the penalty for my sin. To pay the penalty for your sin if you believe in him and trust in him. That same body that was wrapped in swaddling cloths would one day be wrapped in burial cloths prior to his resurrection from the dead. His humble birth previews his humble sinless life, his humble death and burial His humble sacrifice for all who would believe and trust in Him for their salvation. As humble as His birth was, it was also the most important event in all of human history. So, 
God the Father made certain that it would not go unnoticed. In the next verses, we see the announcement of Jesus' birth. Excuse me. Look at verse 8. In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. God sent angels from heaven to announce the birth of Jesus. And they did so not to the rich or to the powerful, but to lowly shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks. This shows us that salvation is available to anyone who will respond to the good news that God has provided a Savior. This was a glorious display of divine power, and the shepherds were filled with fear. That is why the angel started his announcement in verse 10 by telling them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This good news was that a Savior has been born. And this good news, this great news, is intended to bring great joy. Great joy to all who believe in Him, to all who call upon Him for their salvation. He is the source of our eternal joy. Amen? Verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Notice the titles here given to baby Jesus by the angel. Jesus is Savior. And you know what? We all need a Savior. All of us. All of us have sinned. All of us fall short of the glory of God, the perfection of God. Every one of us need a Savior. We're all sinners by nature. We need a Savior to rescue us from our sin and from the righteous wrath of God that we deserve. He was made like us to die in our place and rescue us from the penalty of our own sin. That penalty which is death and eternal separation from God. He died to pay that penalty and then rose again from the dead to show once and for all that it is finished. Jesus is Christ. Christ is the Greek word for Messiah or anointed one. He is the long-awaited Messiah that God had promised for his people. He is the one sent by the Father to deliver all of God's chosen people from their slavery to sin and death. And he has accomplished this for us who believe and trust in him. How incredible. Jesus is Savior. Jesus is Christ. And Jesus is Lord. Make no mistake. Jesus is Lord. This is an announcement of his deity, 
his power, and his authority. After completing his work of redemption, he ascended back into heaven and took his rightful place on his throne in heaven from which he rules over his kingdom and from where he will one day return to establish his kingdom over all the earth. He will make all things new. Amen? Praise be to God. And even when it does not seem like it to us, He is ruling and reigning and in control over all things for his own glory. Jesus is Savior, Christ, and Lord. And note this, the shepherds could have never known this unless God had revealed it to them. And the same is true for you today. You could not have known this except that God would reveal it to you. What a gift of his grace. And this is why we go out and we tell others the good news, that God sent his son to be our Savior and Lord. We join with these angels in declaring the good news. Look at verse 12. And this will be a sign to you, You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger, in a feeding trough. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Glory to God in the highest indeed. Glory to God for his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Glory be to God. So what was the reaction of the shepherds to Jesus' birth? Well, quite simple. The shepherds reacted just as we should when we hear this glorious good news. They go to him. They run to Jesus. They want to know the one sent by God to be their Savior and Lord. Look at verse 15. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that they had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The shepherds, hearing of their Savior, their Messiah, their Lord having been born, wanted to go to him as we should as well. 
wanted to see him as we should as well. And then they wanted to tell everyone what they had seen, what they had heard, as we should as well. They tell Mary and Joseph what they'd seen and heard, and they continue to tell all who would listen to them, all who have come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord should do the same. We should tell everyone we can the good news that has been revealed to us by God. How blessed we are to know that we can have eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. How blessed we are to know that we can have a personal relationship with our Heavenly Father. That no matter what happens in this life, we have eternal life that awaits us. And that Jesus himself will come one day for us and take us to be with him forever. This is the greatest gift ever given. Amen? So it is no wonder that we celebrate this day above all others. Praise be to God. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. You know who he is pleased with? Those who have believed and trusted in him for salvation. I pray that's you today. And if you've not yet done so, today is the day for you to do so. Trust in him today. Call upon him for salvation And he will save you. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And if you have a difficult time believing, ask him for the faith and he will give it to you. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this glorious opportunity this morning to lift our voices in praise and in worship of you who gave your only son that we might have life. Thank you, Father God, for the greatest gift ever given. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your willingness to humble yourself and to become like us to live in a fallen sin-filled world to suffer all that we suffer and more to suffer the penalty for the sins of every man woman boy and girl who would believe and trust in you thank you lord jesus for the price that you paid for our salvation and thank you for rising from the dead and receiving all power and all authority and taking your rightful place as King of kings and Lord of lords. Father, we pray for your blessing on each one that is here today. Draw us nearer to you today and help us, Father, to be faithful witnesses for you, sharing this love that you've given us with others. Help us to continue to rejoice in the joy 
of knowing you. And we'll give you thanks and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen.